All right, J Crypto here once again, ladies and gentlemen. And on this channel, we go over some of the cutting most edges of DeFi and of play to earn gaming. Uh, I wanted to get a cool video out to you today. So we're going to be talking about a few different perspectives. Uh, one interview I saw from Altcoin Daily with the CEO of Superfarm, I believe he's the CEO. Another perspective of just tracking some of the some of the better projects I think that we've discovered or talked about on this channel, seeing what their price action is, just flowing from the top, giving you guys some of uh, the updates I know of. I'm also going to be showing you guys a uh, um, a scam that happened to a lot of people, and I lost thirty bucks in it. Uh, I took down the video I had of it. But I want to explain kind of what happened. And I look, I take full accountability for losing my 30 bucks. You know, it's, it, it, is, it happened. But I think that the, the actual project is working on some sort of compensation. So some of you might want to know. And just increasingly being aware and careful of these scams. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm probably going to get scammed again. I've gotten scammed before, but... I can probably share some of the knowledge that I learned about how not to get scammed. My strategy kind of involves just kind of throwing, I guess, fun money at a bunch of different projects and some of them land. Some of them will just fail anyways. And then some of them will actually just be mistakes I've made that result in losing my money due to some kind of scam. So I'll get I'll share some of that because I feel it is important. And I hear Go Shiny Hunter. He just posted a video of how a project kind of did him wrong. And and it happens to the best of us. So if there's anything I can share on that, that's the plan for today's vid. So why don't we get right into it? The first thing I wanted to talk about, though, is this. Uh, and there is a wave, a tsunami here of high quality gaming projects coming. And its impact on the total user count for crypto will be historic. And it will completely, in my opinion, uh, it will dwarf everything that came before. I believe. <laughs> All right. So let's not get confused here for a minute. I just want to tell you guys why I love this so much. First of all, shout out to um, the brothers. These guys are awesome. And shout out to Superfarm. If you know what Superfarm is, we'll take a look at it. I'll put it in my notes to just jump, take a look at it, give it a little free promo here. Uh, Superfarm. So basically... Why I love this is because sometimes it takes a video like this to zoom out and think about all the projects that we're looking at in the Binance Smart Chain. They are children. They are children. Think about when a gaming company that is a billion dollar valuation, right, and has enough money to fund a really high end project. Think about when those games start coming out. That's about to happen, okay? The inclination that I'm receiving from watching that interview I just showed you is that is about to happen, not just on Binance Smart Chain, but on many different chains. What I mean is, let's just take a company that may not do this because you know I'm not a I'm not a huge follower in the traditional gaming space, mostly the play to earn gaming space, but I do know of one called Blizzard, which is behind the game called World of Warcraft. 
And I've heard people in the comments, whenever I mentioned Blizzard, say that they, they might not do this because they're just kind of like all about um, making their own money as a company. And I'm not sure if that's that's true or not. So Blizzard, if you're listening, just cut me some slack because I'm just I'm just looking at things through the people that uh, through other people's eyes because I haven't done my own research on you guys. But listen to this, okay? Blizzard creating a game, right? That's just a totally different story than a bunch of random developers creating a game. That's a a bunch a, a lot of. Uh, I guess I would say features, a lot of money, a lot of R&D that goes into that newer game, that newer experience, if you will. <clears throat> what we're investing in right now, if you're investing in some of the projects I covered, don't, okay? I'm just going to say that right now. Do not invest in the projects I covered because why I throw money at you know, pretty much every different project, and I call it fun money because I can afford to lose it if I'm throwing it. It's usually like, 30 to 100 bucks, I'm going to be quite frank with you, is because I'm in it for the learning. I'm trying to gain knowledge through these PDE games and basically present to you each what, what each game is doing, right? That's why I do full in-depth tutorials like I did on The Hero, because every time that we study a game, we learn how that game tokenomics was in play. And by basically just understanding which projects succeeded, which projects failed, and then the inverse of that, which projects succeeded that probably should have failed, and why did that happen? And some of those different nuances, I believe that we're going to be much better at picking out winners in the future. And I just enjoy understanding tokenomics and different gameplay. So that's why I got kind of into crypto too. So that's why I study those things. But he's right. The guy from Super Farm, he's right. A, a big wall of money is going to come into play. And the reason why is because PDE games, based on their marketplaces and fees, can actually be a sustainable economy to generate a company revenue and to generate actual users' revenue. Okay, so it's a win win dynamic. And I'm going to go back to that interview later on to explain why that is. But before we do that, let me just jump into this, what happened here with Block Monsters. So basically, if you don't know what happened with Block Monsters, I posted a video. I, I had to take it down after like 100 views because a few, like 10 people commented and let me know that that token address that the CM was given out was a scam. So this is what the owner of Block Monsters says. He says, dear community, for those of you who got scammed by the fake contract, we are working on a spreadsheet to see who got scammed by the CM. I don't care. I'm not looking for money from this. I, I always, I, you know, it's never money that I really feel as though I'm entitled to have back if I ever get scammed. First of all, just letting you guys know where I stand on things. But this does happen. So basically... This, they say that the CM betrayed block monsters and a CM is a community manager. So maybe a CM, if this is true, and I had people commenting that they think block monsters is a scam. I can't even tell anymore, to be honest with you. I'm going to stay away from this project until it is fully launched. I think a lot of people feel the same way. It looks like a great project on paper though, like their website. It looks pretty cool. It's very similar to Pokemon, so I will give them that. But a lot of people think that the project's a scam too. I'm going to stay away from it until it's like fully launched myself. You guys do whatever the heck you want. But 
Basically, they say, for those of you who maybe got scammed or maybe are looking for compensation, we are looking uh, into a way to compensate damages. We have the scam address plus time frame when it happened. So we know exactly which TX hashes got involved. Our apologies in the name of the entire team. And we will keep everyone updated. We are preparing everything for, and then the uh, Draco meter owner says, we are preparing everything for launch and keep you guys updated for this time. Thanks for your support and our DMs and understanding us. For people that fell to the wrong address yesterday, we are looking for a solution. Um, please always refer to our website for the correct Telegram links. So don't even look at this Telegram. Do me a favor. Go to the actual website of Block Monsters. Okay. Go to the actual website and get the Telegram from that website. And that's really the lesson is, for me, it was more of just, I looked on PooCoin. It looked pretty realistic. I wonder if it's still up. Let's see. Block Monsters. Yeah, so I'm not even sure if this is the correct address or not. But basically yesterday what happened was, yeah, this is probably the scam, the scamming address. So I just looked up block monsters on PooCoin. And it was just gaining so much that, you know, I guess people just started to FOMO in and then boom. Now you have a $491 million market cap. So that's pretty insane. Um so whenever you get an address, the lesson to learn from this to not get scammed is number one, always go directly to the website. Don't just plug into PooCoin, the name of the token and grab the token. And look, I know people don't wanna hear this that obviously weren't scammed, but it is a good lesson to learn from, right? So I just wanted to tell you guys, be careful out there because you just, even the CM of the this project, if the project is legit, then the CM infiltrated this project enough to scam people. So just be careful out there. Be very careful and do your own research. And remember, that's why I tell you, full disclosure, any project I cover could be a scam. It could be a rug pull. It could also be highly successful too. Um, I'm never going to pretend like I'm the perfect guy to give you the perfect projects every time and every single one's going to be a hit because again, I'm doing this for learning. A lot of people on my channel are too. And you're probably waiting for the walls of money to come in before you really start investing. So that's just one perspective. I'm also going to try to dial it down probably on these 100x uh, thumbnails because I don't want to be any, like, I don't want to mislead people. Just FYI. So that's kind of the lesson I learned from that. Just wanted to be transparent with y'all. Um, if we want to talk about a project that I don't think is a scam, I want to tell you about my sponsor. All right, and I'll always tell you if I have a sponsor. My sponsor of the day is ScoreMilk. ScoreMilk has been a company that has been very professional with their communication towards me. Um, I got to tell you, it looks pretty darn uh, cool. I read their updates pretty much every, I guess, few days because they just don't have them, you know, every single day. I think they do like, what, like a weekly update sometimes. So... One thing I learned about ScoreMilk is currently it's on Tron, but they're looking to go on to uh, Binance Smart Chain, Ethereum, I believe Solana. Maybe I heard that. And basically what ScoreMilk is trying to do is it's trying to be a platform that ties in uh, developers and users. All right, so this is a sponsored segment, completely going to be transparent, but it is a cool project. 
they're creating these mini games. It's kind of like an online arcade where you can play against other players in games like, do you remember Flappy Birds? That game where you had to kind of go through those two, those Mario looking pipes and like the higher score you got, the better. Well, now you can test your skill, put your skills to the test, play a game like that and basically play against somebody, bet a little milk token and whoever wins is the winner. So there's constantly users ready to play. So you can put your skills to the test, like I said. Try out the game Score Milk. If you want to go back, um, uh, go check out my channel because I did a full review on them right here, okay? And <laughs> this does look like a good project. And I tell you in this video that it is a sponsored video. I don't do many sponsors. In fact, they're my only sponsor that I have right now. I'm not looking for more sponsors to take on after this one. I'm going to just be trying to do a lot of things organically from here on out. I uh, just don't want to get into the sponsor game while I'm growing the channel too much. But Score Milk, they were, like I said, were super professional. I like the uh, opportunity that they presented because, number one, they were only on Tron when I first talked to them. I told them that I think Binance Smart Chain would be a great place to put their, their gaming platform uh, on as well. And the biggest reason why Score Milk is such a cool project, and I'm going over my minute spot for them, and I don't usually do that because I like I do minute spot, you know, uh, sponsorships. But I want to tell you guys about this because another reason why I like this project, you know me, I dive into the tokenomics and the game mechanics, is because the coolest part about this project, if you're a developer and you aren't on the business side. Guys, I get it. Look, I run a YouTube channel. I know how hard it can be to be a business guy as well as a YouTuber because all I want to do is get content out there, get good content out there. But managing the business side of things can be taxing. It can be hard. So if you're a developer, all you have to do on ScoreMill is make an arcade game. And every time that somebody places a bet or plays on the game, you're basically what I call developing to earn because they're going to give you passive income for each game you play. And if your game takes off, then boom, you're earning more and more score milk tokens. Okay. And if we take a look, the score milk price last time I checked, let's see how it's doing. Uh, I always like to just check the price, give you my two cents on if I think it's doing well. So, I mean, I still think this is a major opportunity. It's at 14 cents. The token supply is minimal. Um, I think it's a pretty darn good opportunity here. So if we take a look at the 90 day, or actually let's take a look at the, uh, the one year. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been noticing this, but CoinGecko is getting increasingly slower and slower. So I wonder if that's due to maybe just more usage. But we are, we are in an interesting, interesting place here, folks. Because at one point, the token price was at about 50 cents. And that was in pretty much the height of this last leg of the bull run, where we saw spikes in Tron and spikes in a lot of Tron tokens. And now it's consolidated back. But as you can see, we're in a little bit of a ascend. So it might be something to check out. Earn passive income as a player. Put your skills to the test in a lot of different arcade games. And who knows? Maybe they have more. The team is completely doxxed. I talked to the business development guy. He's out of the U.S. here. And everyone is just known. They have a huge team, which was very interesting to me. I like to see that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to keep tabs on them. So, shout out to ScoreMilk. 
All right, let's get back into some of these tokens that I wanted to look at real quick. So the first token to look at is going to be Baby Swap. Now, if if uh, CoinGecko doesn't cooperate, I'm going to have to go over to to um, KuCoin. But it looks like it's cooperating. So right now, Baby Swap is trading at about 78 cents. Um, the biggest reason why I like Baby Swap is because they have these NFTs, right? And it's not the only reason because <laughs> they've done a great job at getting a lot of partnerships and they were mentioned in the Most Valuable Builder uh, Phase 3 talks where I've heard around the blockchain, not from like the show around the blockchain on BitBoy, but just different people have mentioned that they're a real contender for Most Valuable Builder Phase 3. They have these NFTs. I'm a big fan in decentralized exchanges that are coming out with their own NFT variety. Each NFT that BabySwap has is infused with their underlying baby token. Uh, we've seen potential indexes from PancakeSwap and ApeSwap where their token price can just absolutely explode. It's one of the digital economies that continues to make revenue. So that's why the first three projects I'm going to cover are going to be DEXs. So BabySwap is one. It's a little bit cheaper right now. They, they had a huge pump recently where they went from, uh, I believe... 19 cents when I first started covering them all the way to a dollar. So obviously you're going to see a little bit of a consolidation as we saw right here from around 60 cents to 40 cents. I think the sky's the limit for baby swap. So we're going to see what happens. Could this have been an all time high for a little bit? Maybe, maybe it was, maybe you wait for it to drop more or maybe you just dollar cost average. That's up to you. Go talk to your financial advisor. I think it's a pretty darn cool exchange. I think it's up and coming. I want to put it on your radar. Next up, we're going to do ApeSwap. All right, ApeSwap, another decentralized exchange with their very own NFTs. I think any decentralized exchange with NFTs is a big deal. ApeSwap's NFTs on DAP radar are ranked number one out of all Binance Smart Chain NFT collections. I think that in itself speaks high volumes. I think number two, another, so it's at $3 right now. So it's gone down quite considerably. And what's also interesting about this is the fundamentals look so strong. So I'm just looking at it as a potential, you know, rebuy-in price because after MVB phase three, this did pump up quite a bit. But they recently created vaults that will vaults that will help sustain the price of ApeSwap by burning the Padata token. And I think the price doesn't quite match the fundamentals now. I think when it was at four dollars, it may have been a little high, but right now it seems like it's getting either just right or maybe a little underpriced. I don't know. I think their NFT collection is one of the best um, because it's it's linked to a decentralized exchange that actually produces revenue. They're partnered with some of the best projects from PDE games to decentralized finance. finance. So it's a cool one to look at. And then the reason why I like BabySwap and ApeSwap is because one decentralized exchange that you're all going to know about or you already know about is coming out with their very own uh, personalized set of NFT projects. And I think this could be the thing that puts what I've been calling DEX NFTs on the map. DEX NFTs are a specialized NFT. What's great about DEX is, is they're self-revenue producing. They're a real digital economy like PDE games. They're one of the only two um, decentralized apps that I've seen successful at creating their own sustainable revenue. Not every DEX is successful, not every PDE game is successful, but these ones that I've shown you 
I believe are. So that's BabySwap, ApeSwap, they both have NFTs. And now the real Kahona that could bring a wave of money to the Binance Smart Chain NFT space is PancakeSwap. They're creating 10,000 unique NFTs. I just covered this in a video um, just the other day. Go check it out if you haven't. And make sure, make sure to hit the like button if you do. So this is one of their examples you can see right here if you're on the YouTube. If you're on the podcast and it's like a cactus looking little bunny uh, pancake swap NFT original. And they can, what's cool about DEX is they can put any kind of use case in their NFTs. I think these 10,000 you know, pancake swap NFTs are going to fetch a very high price. I don't think this is going to be a low key deal. And if it is, then I'm going to try to buy in because I'm not going to, you know, my, myself, just because I'm not comfortable spending, you know, 30 grand on an NFT from a decentralized exchange. Um, even though I do believe in it, I'm just not comfortable right now because I'm just not in a position to just drop 30 grand on an NFT. But if this is like maybe $500 to two grand, that's a different story. That might be something worth checking out for myself. Um, just because PancakeSwap is, what is it? It's got a $4 billion valuation. <laughs> they only have 10,000 NFTs. I mean, if you divide 4 billion by 10,000, what is that? Just for fun. Let's, let's see what that is. So you got 4 billion. Uh, divided by 10,000. That's $400,000 per NFT. Now I know that's not how it works, but it is just a fun little fun little statistic for you. $400,000 per NFT per valuation. I think that if it's anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000, that's a heck of a bargain. I think even if it's maybe five to $10,000, it's a heck of a bargain. Maybe even 20,000, but still, I'm just saying, you know, the reason why, folks, is because they can put any kind of utility. They can make a pancake swap convention all their NFT holders get to go to. They can make where they let pancake swap, you know, NFT holders basically get, I don't know, anything from if you're at the convention, you get to test out new DeFi projects, you get to test out a pancake swap play to earn game in the future. You get to get airdrops from every project that they partner with. They can put any kind of utility or use case in these NFTs. I haven't heard of any utility or use case. But the reason why I think people underestimate some of these DEX NFTs, I call them, is because DEXs are the hub, the real sweet spot for all DeFi. That's why the SEC is going after Uniswap right now. Because they know that if they can penetrate to the big cojona of all DEXs, which is Uniswap, they can really strike at the core of DeFi. And that's why DEX NFTs are so, so undervalued, in my opinion, especially DEXs like PancakeSwap, BabySwap, and ApeSwap. Um, a couple other projects let's check out that did really well in the most valuable builder phase three. My DeFi pet, um, one that I think personally is going to go way up in value. I've heard Go Shiny Hunter talk about it a lot. Um, shout out to him. He, he, he's, he does do a great job on his channel at like really giving some good info. While we're waiting for CoinGecko. He's not a sponsor of the channel though. <laughs> He's not a sponsor of the channel. Just give it credit where credit's due. 
And I've been talking about my DeFi pet too, kind of kind of in parallel. So I always look for other channels that are talking about things that I'm talking about just to kind of either validate or hear a different point of view on the same discussion. CoinGecko's not really working. So let, let's get this block monster token out of here and go to, um, what is it? DPET. Let's see which one goes first. Oh yeah, man, that was quick. So DPET token has been on the decline, being at around $4. The underlying group that has created the DPET token is uh, includes Gameloft, which is one of the most savvy of play, or, uh, mobile games out there, I believe. So that's a pretty big deal. I think that once they get staking on the 10th, you're going to see this price go up. We're going to go check it out on the 10th, though. We're going to see what happens. To the price they're also doing a lot to fix their pde mechanics and their boss battles as well so i do think that this is one that may be a little underpriced let's look at bunny park because bunny park is like another thing that is more of like an ecosystem type of deal where they're they're like they could be a conglomerate of many different projects therefore their valuation could reflect that they have announced that there's two play to earn games and I think once they announce those play-to-earn games and once those PDE games are live, we're going to see that reflect in their market cap. So it's another one that, you know, you can buy an NFT that's a share card, which I really like that model where you're earning profits from the mining of the BP token, kind of like ecosystem profits. And if this SaaS platform is successful in creating enough revenue to do buybacks and burns, then they could continue to mine BP token forever because they're just going to be burning enough BP token or they could redistribute the BP token and not burn it. And therefore, the supply would stay the same either way. I mean, when you do a buyback and burn, it's similar to you know decreasing the circulating supply and when you also just redistribute the profit of the ecosystem. That's similar where you're not increasing the circulating supply. So we're gonna check it out. Right now it's only at a dollar. I think it might drop a bit unless we hear some more bullish news. And I think this is a pretty good entry point um, myself, but I'm not a TA guy. I'm just a fundamentalist as they call them. So next up we got Yushi. Now Yushi is one that I really love. I know a lot of people on my channel have either problems with Yushi or have said that their launches were you know, a little bit scamish where they were delayed and things of that nature with some of the projects that were on it. Listen, Yushi did a migration. So if you're missing your NFT, you have to migrate it. If it's mining on the Yushi platform, you have to migrate your NFT. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go on to the site and try to figure it out. It took me two seconds to figure out where my NFT was. You got to migrate it from V1 to V2. And if you're missing your NFT, that's probably where it is. The Yushi token has gone up um, quite a bit. I'm a huge fan of projects like Yushi because... Again, similar to Bunny Park, they're onboarding other partners to basically be part of their ecosystem, which will then create more revenue, kind of like how Scoremilk does, where they have partners, um, partnership projects that are actually building games on the platform type of deal. So it's very interesting. Yushi is a lovely NFT project. You can buy the NFT and mine the underlying token of Yushi. I got a Yushi for like 25 bucks. Now it's making almost a dollar a day. Pretty darn good investment. And that's what I mean. So like some investments, just the ROI is so huge, but like you kind of got to throw in a few directions and who knows, maybe it'll make $10 a day one day. That would be insane. 
I'm not banking on it though. It's kind of fun money and I'm doing a lot of it just to learn. So just going back to what I always said, be careful out there, guys. Just be careful. I know you don't want to hear it from, 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 you know, Papa Jack, you know, I'm not your father. I get it, but <laughs> just be careful. This token's done really well though recently. I think it's going to continue to do well. A few PDE games have gone on to UG. I think one's called Starmon. I haven't done a review on Starmon. I might just do it now that I've viewed it. Maybe I will. Okay, now let's take a look. Let's see if CoinGecko will cooperate with us because the user interface I love, uh, Superfarm. So let's see if Superfarm has a contract address for uh, Ethereum on here. I believe it does. It may also have a contract address for um, BSC, but we're going to have to check it out real quick. CoinGecko, come on. Please, CoinGecko. Please, please, CoinGecko. Come on, say it with me, guys. Please, CoinGecko. <laughs> it might take a sec. Not going to lie. Uh, this will probably be the last thing on the radar today. I just wanted to reiterate these DEX NFTs are going to be a slam, If, in my opinion. I, I think DEX NFTs might be a new trend. I really do. I think once once people like Gary Vee and Mark Cuban realize that a DEX NFT can have an unlimited supply of utility because the team behind it can have an unlimited supply of revenue to create more utility. I think they might actually trend uh, pretty hard. So Super Farm down 12% today. Maybe a good entry point. Let's check out the chart. I, I don't own any Super Farm, just so you know. I just wanted to show you that interview with the guy from Super Farm to illustrate that a wall of money could be coming for legit, real much more advanced than what we have, play-to-earn games. Um, and when that happens, crazy stuff will happen. I would encourage big companies like that, if you, if anybody by chance is watching this, you know, uh, random YouTuber, Jay Crypto, to do that. But maybe do it in the same way that Yushi is doing it, where you're creating a, a platform for more and more people to, so this chart looks pretty good actually, but for more and more people to build games on your platform and help fund them, incubate them. So anyways, we got a price point of, what is it, $4.22. And then we also now have a dollar price point. So it might be a good thing. I think Superfarm's excited about this. Let's listen to their explanation of, of Axie. This guy explains Axie's economy and its revenue producing model very well, I thought. So I'm going to show you that, and then you're going to see the excitement in his face because I think his product is directly correlated to NFTs. So the more PDE games, the better for him. Let's finish off the bid by watching this on short little clip. Well, let's, that's a great segue because I want to start with just the broad strokes. For example, we saw Axie Infinity, that's the blue chip of Play to Earn Games, doing billions of dollars in revenue. Millionaires are being made. If you played it, you've been playing it early. Can you just explain what these play-to-earn games are and what this revolution is with the NFTs on the gaming side? So games are the biggest digital economies that exist right now. Obviously, if you were to take crypto out of the equation, the thing about games are they give you intrinsic value and people love to be inside these worlds. Now, there's no other comparison in our digital worlds of people actively buying and selling dig digital stuff. So for those gamer fans out there, gamers who play, gamers who build games, it's no secret the power that games have to get people to spend and to get people to uh, essentially open up their pocketbooks. Now, what Axie Infinity has done so well is that they have balanced the economy of the game 
so that there is a continuous source of yield uh, that is going to the players. So what Axie Infinity has is a Dow Treasury model where they have a marketplace on their sidechain Ronin, um, and that marketplace takes a 4.25% fee uh, on every trade of every Axie. Now, in order for you to go in the game and play and earn some of their uh, play-to-earn token, which is called SLP token, you need to have an Axie, which are not cheap. Uh, and so in order to get in, you need to pay. And then once you get in, uh, if you want to make more Axies or, or do things in the game, you need this token. And you can also like win or lose the token in the game. So you have this token that's inflationary, the SLP token, and then you have this sort of barrier to entry, which is you need one of these scarce uh, characters. Uh, and what Axie actually, the tipping point that really is the glue here is they have something called the sponsorship program where they have essentially the ability to rent your axes to other people who are more maybe motivated to play than you. And they go and earn with the character and then the revenue share. And so this is um, the model that really brought them to the mainstream adoption, which they're getting their biggest adoption in the Philippines and other uh, sort of uh, less economically powerful nations where 10 bucks, 20 bucks a day is a living wage or a very significant wage. And so uh, here in America, it's not as significant. And so we're seeing less adoption from that player base. But what Axie is, in, in my opinion, is proof that a game can be rewrapped as a yield mechanism and can attract a ton, a ton of attention. So we could classify Axie Infinity as GameFi or uh, gaming finance, right, where you have these economic levers that are sort of wrapped inside a game and then the economy is shared with the players. It's very interesting, uh, very interesting dynamic. And then all of the money, the 4.25% from that marketplace that's being shaved off, that's controlled in a Dow treasury that's voted on by the AXS holder. So the AXS token is scarce. It is capped in supply. And that's the one that's been going parabolic. And that's the one where the token holders vote on what to do with all that money, which is something like two plus million dollars that are being added to the treasury, not just in volume, but added to the treasury each day. All right. So I thought that was a great explanation, kind of illustrating lending, um, kind of illustrating, you know, these commissions or royalties and how we can, uh, you know, use use those two concepts to just reroute the uh you know the basically just create the revenue create the revenue that will actually sustain a game help pe to not only benefit you know the axie economy and the actual players as well he did a great job at explaining it so i hope you guys found that interesting i think what we're gonna see again like he said in the beginning a wall of money from great projects and that's pretty much it. I told you I'd end on that. So this is Jay Crypto. I hope you found this video educational. I thought it was a good one. And as always, the goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers by October. Got to have a goal in life. <laughs> um, thanks for watching. This is Jay Crypto. I'm out.